Welcome to Just Saying, a podcast produced by and recorded at Tri-State Worship Center. Now here are your hosts, Allison Gardner and Pastor Terry Wagner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Saying podcast. My name's Allison Gardner. Oh, there he is. He's here, guys. Don't you worry. I'm in the room. Yeah, for a minute. For a minute, I actually thought about just jumping in. Oh, Oh, let's do it again. Just for a change of pace. That would be so cool. (laughs) Do it again, Allison. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome, everybody. For real? Yeah, do it. Hurry. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Saying podcast. My name's Allison Gardner. I'm here with... Hey, Allison. (laughs) Timing, man. It's all about timing. (laughs) Timing. You got to get in. Did there. I rush it? No. <laughs> you think no, it was you good? need to get in there quicker. Oh, quicker. Okay. Yeah. You can't let her get the whole name out. <laughs> it's got to be Allison wow. Gar, and then you're in. Oh, you know? okay. Gotcha. Mm. So respectful, you know. Just in a in yeah. a loving way. It's an mm. art form. Mm. Mm. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, Comedy. hey guys, welcome back. Um, I'm here with PT Pastor Terry Wagner. Hello, everyone. And our sound magician Tyler Staten. Hey guys. Hey he girls. is that. He really is. He really that. is. We've had several compliments lately yes. on his great work on this yes. podcast. And uh, we appreciate you, Tyler. Yeah. I got lucky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, once, once we set everything up, we haven't touched it. We we haven't even <laughs> yeah, stopped know. recording. Just, this it, is it just off. works. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We're recording? This is now? Just oh. off the yeah, cuff. Oh. <laughs> we, wait, we have a podcast? We've not just been sitting just, here having like cordial conversation. Just saying. Yeah, you I, know, mean, I, I thought these microphones were inconvenient. Yeah, I know. But now they serve a purpose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, interesting. It is, it is. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. Um, this is episode six, wow. six of season four. Our closer, not really because we have a lightning round left, but... <laughs> it's the pre-closer. Exactly. It is the closer of the topic, I guess, because lightning Man, rounds kind of... Confusing what's, me. What's the section of the book that comes after the end? Um, the epilogue? Pro, pro, the epilogue. Epilogue. Yeah, Prologue's at the first, beginning, yeah. yeah. Epilogue. <laughs> epilogue. Yes, sir. Um, we cover everything on this podcast. Exactly. Everything. Everything. Even how to pronounce local communities. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like um, I should have told that story on the podcast. You should have, so. but, but but would your friend be listening? I know. That yeah, would that be, was, that'd be unfortunate yeah, for him. Right. Now everybody's going to be wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, Well, we're just saying it's Cabell County. Exactly. Just saying. Just saying. Like, y'all, need, ca- to learn how to, yeah, y'all, y'all need to learn how to pronounce to learn. <laughs> uh, West Virginia places. I got in trouble yesterday. Really? I, I said that, you know, when we recognize the weaknesses that we have, we have two ways of responding. We either wallow in it. I said wallow in it. And I even gave the definition of it. Mm. And then someone texted me after Didn't church and waller. said, obviously, you're not from here <laughs> yeah. wall- because waller. you would say waller. Yep. Waller in it. <laughs> Excuse me. Boo boo. <laughs> it's like we have a road up here, Possum Hollow. Possum. <laughs> but what kind of name? It really is possum. Really possum but it's hollow. It but says hollow on the sign. But when anybody refers it's to holler. it, it's possum yeah. holler. Exactly. Yeah. But the real question is solida or oh, solida? I don't even correct people anymore. I just spell it for them. When, I, when they say, what's the shipping address? It's like 901. I'm going to spell it for you. S-O-L-I-D-A. And then they say. Then there's a pause. Salida? Salida. It's like, sure. Sure. <laughs> you can believe what you want to believe. It doesn't matter because you're going to ship it to that address. It doesn't matter how you pronounce it. Yeah. It's true. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just pride, you know. Is that like what it is? Pride in your home, you know, mm. like. Yeah. You, well, rep, you rep it. Well, then it's solida. Solida. Sometimes. Yes. 
Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like, there's there are times that I correct people when they mispronounce my last name. Yeah, exactly. And how <laughs> <laughs> Staten? I'm sorry. I get that's exa- Jerry, my brother, the bass guitar player, guitar and acoustic guitar player here at the church, <laughs> has been here for 17 years. Does not know how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> he said Staten. Yes. Oh, uh, this is the first I'm hearing about this, and Jerry, I am hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's hurt. <laughs> but Jerry, if you will respond to Tyler's hurtness, we will send you a gift card. Yes. Oh, is that so? Just to see if he's listening. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's a test. <laughs> yeah. Are you being a good and then, brother? And he then probably we, just refers to me as Tyler the sound guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just Tyler. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just Tyler. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Hey, uh, what are we doing hey. here? We are. Re- what? Yeah. Are we recording? We yeah. are. <laughs> Is that what these microphones are for? <laughs> Where have you been? Wait a minute. I'm starting to figure it out. I bet the government's this listening. This is the Truman Show, isn't it? <laughs> That's what this is. Ooh. I don't know. I, I was praying when that movie came out. Mm. Here we go again. Where are you now? <laughs> of course. Of course Listen, I was. Listen, um, Eric Waugh. Uh, and I had a great laugh about you calling um, Harry Potter episodes. Well, just, the other day. you know, listen. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> if I can bring some joy into someone's life, we that's really a, the only reason he said we it. We had a great laugh. It was great. But uh, <laughs> yes, so welcome back, guys. Today we are wrapping oh, up the producer's going to pull the reins in now. Yes, yeah. five minutes in, guys. We got to get going. She just did the cut it out yeah. hand exactly. gesture. Cut it out. Joey. We got to get a video. We got to start doing video. Podcast. I know hey, we if, said that. We'll put it out there. If that's what the people want, let us <laughs> oh, know. Let us know. <laughs> you might have to uh, edit out our ramen. <laughs> no, we just surround our ourselves with a green screen. <laughs> they could be our official sponsor. And <laughs> <Yeah>. our oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you this week by Little Bites. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a fun episode. Are I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This was a serious podcast? I have, I mean, it, oh, I don't know what it, it is. is. I, like I, I tell you what, though. It is pretty amazing how we turn this off and go straight into <laughs> yeah, it like, without skipping a beat. Very true. Yeah. Very true. We're going to come to you by Quaker Oats. <laughs> Man, I, That'd be a nice sponsor. They got some money. Do they? I'm, I'm sure yeah. they we need do. to monetize this thing. We do. We need some. We need some money. Step yeah. on it, guys. That, we'll get our merch out. Ooh. We can get some sponsorships. Yes. Right, merch. Come on. So, <laughs> this season, y'all, we've been talking about cultural issues. It's been great. We've covered many, many, many different things, and um, I think in probably every single episode, we've mentioned a word. And that word is worldview. 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 Mm-hmm. So to this episode, um, I, I thought we could do an episode on worldview is everything because, you know, that's been the centrality of uh, our discussion around these issues like abortion mm-hmm. and LGBTQ and uh, racism, things like that. So, yep. um, yeah. What do you think, PT? Well, I, I, I did jump online and get an official definition mm. uh, of worldview, which is a particular philosophy of life or a conception of the world. Um, kind of break that down a little bit. To, to me, it's a worldview that's, a set of, that's basically set on 
beliefs, mm. what we believe, yeah. assumptions, values uh, that arise from environments that we we're raised in, uh, education, different different facets of life that kind of inform that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a worldview is how we interpret life. Yeah. And that, that interpretation is based then on what has informed you know, our minds uh, about about life. So our worldview is how we view the world. How's Pretty that, simple. Isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah. Um, Self-explanatory. Our environment growing up informs us. Our life experiences informs us. Our education and, and that experience informs us. And our spiritual life mm. uh, informs us. And so we make decisions based on our worldview. Uh, we, we take actions based on our worldview. We make plans based on our worldview. Uh, and that worldview is a set of beliefs that we interpret the mm-hmm. world through. That's yeah. that's how I see a just a, a worldview, mm-hmm. a worldview. Yeah. And everybody's got one. Yes. Everybody's got a worldview, yeah, whether absolutely you want to admit do. it or not. Right. And yeah. uh, it basically influences everything that you do, yeah. whether you cognitively like recognize it or not. She, she said cognitive. It's mm. a big word. It is a big mm. word. I like big words. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a tip jar. Yes. We're going to put the dollar in for every big word that gets Ooh, used. Yes. That'll be That's cool. how we'll raise money. Exactly. It'll idea. be from us. And <laughs> brought to you by Ramen Noodles. It's kind of... I feel like we're missing the point. Oh. Maybe. If we're the ones putting them Just maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. A worldview. And I, and I think everybody has one. You're right. Everybody has one. Um, and it's informed by a lot of different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, and and again, I, I go back to that saying that I've always used: that belief plus believer determines behavior. That belief that I have is my worldview. That's mm. my worldview, along with me, that determines my behavior. Not just how I act, but how I think, how I vote, how I eat. Sometimes, I mean, it, yeah. it just it informs everything about life. Right. And I don't want to. I don't. In a sense, I don't think it would be helpful to use the term um, religion and worldview interchangeably, but the funny thing, well, not the funny thing, but the great thing about um, Christianity is if we're doing it the right way, then it is our worldview. Absolutely. It's what we use to define everything that we do. And so, well, or at least what we should. We should, yes, yeah. exactly. In an uh, ideal sense, and if more sense, people did, exactly, how much better the place would be yes. if if Christians, and, and I'm, and I don't know if this is semantics, and we're just, you know, I I, I don't want to call it a Christian worldview because I think that that that's going to lead us in a different direction, and I can talk about that in a minute. I think a biblical, biblical, biblical okay, worldview. You. you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I see what you mean, because uh, you make the same distinction in um, Christian counseling versus biblical counseling. Exactly, yes. Um, so yeah. there is a difference between those two. Well, I think, you know, the Christian view, and I don't want to get too far ahead of us, although we, you know, we're, <laughs> we, we've already gotten 10 minutes into the podcast, haven't we? Um, is that... If someone said a Christian worldview, then that might bring in some um, tradition and and even denominational things that I think are separate than mm. a biblical worldview. Okay. You know, that that if it's a biblical worldview, then it's the Bible. And, and even though we may have some differences on interpretation of, of certain principles, precepts yeah. of the Bible, 
the Bible is the ultimate authority. Right, right. That's, that's where it's at. That's a good distinction. Yeah. Very good. I, I appreciate that. So, uh, well, thank you, Allison. You're welcome, PT. Of she course. Didn't, she didn't say she appreciated you, Tyler. Yes, I did. Oh. I said that earlier. Did you? Oh, I no. did. She did, actually. All I right. did. Convenient amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> Selective amnesia. I've, I'm the old man in the room, remember? <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, worldview. That's how we view the world, and it's informed by how we grow up, how we get educated, how you know the environment that we grow up in pretty much informs that worldview. Yeah. So um, why must we understand a person's worldview and understand who, in order to understand who they are and what they believe? Um, I kind of used this illustration last Wednesday night and in, in really referring to this kind of a question. I didn't know this was going to be the question, but it fits perfectly. Have you ever listened to or been involved in a conversation between two sports fans whose teams played each other, okay? Two sports fans of two different teams, they played each other, and how each of them have a different assessment of the game, right? Uh, Two people with opposite geographical affections and loyalties. The winner, the, the guy whose team won, will talk about how incredible the game was and how the players played their best and the coaches coached their best. But the loser is going to blame bad calls, an unfair environment, and all those other things. Same game, same result, right? Mm-hmm. But two opposing perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why I bring it up. I, with a biblical worldview, will never agree with someone about spiritual things who does not have a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. So it's important to establish where we're coming from because my worldview is informed by the Bible, whereas if a person who is in a conversation with me is not coming from a biblical worldview, we're not going to be able to see things eye to eye. For instance, how could I convince an atheist that cohabitation is wrong and immoral? I mean, I can't, you couldn't do that as long as they held to that atheist view they don't have a biblical worldview, but I do. And so how could I convince a fellow believer even uh, with who has a differing view of the character of God and, and has a differing view of even some of the basic tenets of faith that I would consider in the Bible? So I think that it's important for us to be able to establish that because we can't really have the conversation unless we know where each other is coming from. Right. And uh, let me go back to A.W. Tozer. He he said, made this quote, and it's just been kind of pounding on my brain for the last month. He, he said, the question before us and the question that really matters is simply, what do you think of Christ? Right? So what I think of Christ versus what someone else thinks of Christ is really going to be the difference in our worldviews. Mm-hmm. And, and then he goes on to say, and, and, and what are you going to do with Christ? Every question that we might have can be boiled down to the subject of Jesus Christ. So it's important for me to know what someone's worldview is because on, on, more, on certain moral issues, on, on, on some other issues, we're not going to see eye to eye. And it's important for me to know that, to know how to direct the conversation, how to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and if I don't do that, if, I don't, if I'm not aware of what someone's worldview is, then I go into this thing called assuming, mm. which is the lowest level of knowledge. I'm going to assume that what I'm saying you're agreeing with, and that's not always the case. Right. And, and sometimes I can even, it can even be offensive 
for for me to just assume that someone's got the same worldview that I do. And so I have to know where they're coming from. And that's usually my first question with anybody. Like when I do some counseling, one of my first questions is, okay, tell me where you're at in the spiritual journey. Tell me what your background is with church. Tell me, you know, I want to find out where they're at and, and what their view of God is so that I know where to go from there because mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start with them until I, I know what that is. Yeah. And, you know, biblical worldview is not the only one. There's other worldviews, and so we've, we have to know what those are to be able to begin the conversation, to know where we're going. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think it also goes back to something that you said. Um, I'm pretty sure it was in season two when we were talking about um, you got a great atheism. Yes. Um, and you were. we were talking about how um, schools are teaching children that um, they don't know where they came from. Right. They don't know why they're here and they don't know where they're going. Right. And yeah. so when I think about a worldview, it's basically just whatever a person's answer to those three questions are. Who, where did I come from? Why am I here? And where am I going? And those three questions essentially answer every every action that they've made, every decision that yeah. they've made in this life. Yeah. Does that and, make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And when they can't answer those questions, then, then there is a, a portion of hope that gets really... Uh, ate away at, gets gets pulled at. You know, if, if I know where I came from, I know why I'm here and I know where I'm going, I can walk through life with confidence. Mm-hmm. But if I don't know where I came from and I'm not really sure why I'm here and I really don't have a clue where I'm going to go after this life, the value of this life suddenly takes a hit, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I don't know the answer to those questions. Yeah. The answer to those questions is in a biblical worldview, where did I come from? While I was being formed in my mother's womb, God knew me. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm com- yeah. Why am I here? To know him and to make him known. Where am I going? Well, if I do it right, <laughs> hopefully I'm going to be with, you know, with God for, for eternity. So I, I have the answers to those questions. Therefore, it makes me more confident in who I am and how I walk through life versus, like you said, some, sometimes it's, it's so sad that we, we have students— that think they're here by accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not just by accident because maybe two people came together and weren't anticipating conception, but they're here by accident because some big bang happened mm-hmm. and, and suddenly, or the single cell amoeba was floating around in some primordial soup and got struck by lightning and boom, here you are. I mean, that, uh, when you don't have the answer to those three questions, I think it does take a big hit on the value of life, of, mm-hmm. of why we're here. Yeah, I think that... I, I would say ahead, that there's Tyler, a, a silver lining there, though, ra- rather than having answers to those questions that are opposing to a biblical yeah. worldview. Yeah, those persons would be more if receptive If you're just unsure to, of those questions, yeah. then, then there's some hope there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's what I was going to say. I think that there's three, essentially three different um, responses from non-Christians who would... Um, have an opposing worldview. And that would be like one, like you said, PT, someone who is essentially just living in despair mm-hmm. um, to somebody who is um, living like a Christian because they borrow from the mm-hmm. biblical worldview and suppress their mm-hmm. own doubts about their inconsistency or um, three, somebody who is living in a way that's consistent with say an atheistic worldview, who's mm-hmm. just living in um Absolute drudgery. Right. Yeah. And in denial. Yeah. yeah. And because if I can, again, I, I, the whole evolution, the theory of evolution, 
if I can explain how I got here without God, mm-hmm. then it makes everything I do okay. Yeah, yeah. Whether, whether it's morally right, biblically right, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. You know. And any atheist who, cl- that's what I mean when I say borrowing from the biblical right. worldview, any atheist who claims a stance on morality is borrowing from the biblical worldview because you don't have morality right. without that's God. The, that's one of the big missing, or at least the question in evolution is the, the question of where did good come from? Mm-hmm. Right. If evolution is true, where did good come from? Yeah. You know, and so I think that this biblical worldview is is a valuable view to have, not just to be able to, you know, to share it with people, but even living in it, mm-hmm. living in that biblical worldview is 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 so crucial. Right. And and I, it does help to know where another person is coming from. And again, I, you know, let's go back to I think again something we said in season one. As much as it depends on us, we're to live peaceably with all men. We're not here to argue with people. I've never, I've never led someone to the Lord because I, they lost an argument with me, right? You know, like they never got to the point where, okay, you're right. Go ahead and let's pray that prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is that I'm just wanting to be able to dialogue with somebody, but, but to be able to dialogue with somebody, you, you have to know where they're coming from, mm-hmm. and maybe they're. Maybe they're coming from one of the three areas that you that you mentioned, and and you've got to find that out to just know where to go to right. and, and what's next. And how to evangelize to them. Yeah, That's going to be exactly. your steps yeah. to take in order to present them with the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you've touched on this, but let's go deeper into what makes the biblical worldview different and better than the other ones. Well, and, and again, I, I do want to make the distinction between a biblical worldview and a Christian worldview because I think there's there's some room for uh, some discussion there mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to make those separate. It's, it's possible that characteristics of a Christian worldview are not biblical at times. Okay. I know that sounds contradicting, doesn't it? But the term biblical to describe a worldview means that that philosophy is consistent with Scripture and the authority of Scripture, proven by Scripture. Whereas the Christian may describe Christian religions, Christian branches, denominations uh, that are not necessarily um, uh, biblically based. They're, they're more, they might be just traditions that, that they believe. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to make that separation between Christian and biblical. And so we're going to go with biblical uh, because I just think that that's where the supreme authority is at. So since we believe the Bible is the ultimate authority always, uh, I just prefer biblical worldview uh, mm-hmm. over the other. So I, I want to be clear that our worldview should be based on Scripture, mm-hmm. period, yeah. uh, not in tradition. Uh, tradition can be important. Tradition can be helpful, but it's not our authority. Uh, so the obvious answer is that a Christian worldview should be informed by the Bible. So we're going to say biblical worldview and, and make sure that we have that right. Someone someone uh, who, who comes from uh, a worldview that's that's not a biblical worldview uh, needs to understand that what, what the difference is is that my view is going to be based on this moral plumb line that's called the absolute truth of God's Word. And um, while we try to live by that view, um, you know, we, we have to be informed enough to be able to live by that view. Mm-hmm. It's it's not you're not going to have a biblical worldview just because you grew up in church. I guess maybe mm. that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, just gotcha. just because you grew up in yeah. church doesn't give you a biblical worldview. Just because your mom and dad went to church doesn't give you a biblical worldview. What gives you a biblical worldview, I know this is going to come as a real surprise to a lot mm-hmm. of people, is the Bible. Wow. 
I know. It's crazy, crazy. isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where we take a break and say, sponsored this half hour by ramen noodles? Um, and so it's it's an important it's important to have the biblical worldview and what sets it apart from the other worldviews is that you know we have this thing that is this the standard it's mm-hmm. called the bible that's what we use to to bounce from this and to have this biblical worldview mm-hmm. you know some people would say I don't need that I can determine and have my worldview based on all these other things and and you can mm-hmm. God made us free moral agents. We get to decide to do what we're going to do, and I, that's, I understand that. Yeah. But when we're when we're going to talk to someone, we're going to try to evangelize somebody. We're going to try to share Jesus with somebody. Uh, it's from the biblical worldview that I want to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him from a Christian worldview. Um, and and again, I, I know that I might be saying that and over saying it, but I think it's important for us to hear um, somebody say, "Well, I don't, I don't need a biblical worldview. I do what I want to do." As a matter of fact, uh, in Judges chapter seventeen, it, it says that uh, everybody did what was right in their own eyes, mm. and it was it was chaos. It was mm-hmm. it was anarchy. It was yeah. awful. Uh, and so, for everybody just to do what's right in their own eyes, I, I don't think. That works. Uh, there are moral issues that the Bible gives us that can inform our worldview, um, that that gives us direction and tells us what we need to do and informs how we live our life. Um, and and I think that that's what sets it apart from a regular worldview. The regular worldview is uh, in flux. It's it's dynamic. It's changing all the time. It's mm. not static. It's not still. Yeah. And and how do you how can you base anything on something that's constantly changing? Yeah, you know it's almost like being at the carnival with the moving target and the gun. You're trying to shoot this target that keeps moving. Whereas I think the biblical worldview is based on the authority of Scripture that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think when we do, when we understand that and that becomes part of who we are, it helps us live the life that we're supposed to be living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope I, that made sense. Yeah, it did. And uh, you are reiterating also what we talked about in season two with um, Christianity being, um, it's it's the right religion because we have an absolute truth. We have an absolute standard, like you said. And um, we we can uphold and um, live according to um, our our faith because of the absolute truth. It's not shifting, like you said. It's not. It's not changing. Right. And so, when somebody is at, when somebody asks you, like, like what we talked about in a few episodes ago, why do you believe that abortion is wrong? Well, because we have a Creator who has um, given us dignity because we are made in His image, and He has defined a law. That says we should not kill, right. and yeah. that every human being is deserving of life. And that's that is informed by a biblical worldview, right? View. An absolute yeah, truth, absolutely. So when you ask a pro-abortion person um, who is, say, an atheist, why they believe that abortion is okay, you're going to get a whole wide variety of yeah. answers. Yeah. Well, I just believe in bodily autonomy and I just want to be able to make my own decisions. Right. And th- it's not a baby. It's, it's a fetus. And, you know, when, when you're, when you encounter something like that, first of all, if they claim bodily autonomy. You need to ask them, where do you get autonomy from? Right. Where is the concept of yeah. freedom? Yeah. 
if you're an atheist. Yeah, it's like I said last last week, last episode is, you know, if you want to use the Bible to make your point, then live by it. Exactly. That's what Just we're saying. Stop it. adopting yeah. from our worldview yeah. and live in consistency with your own. If you are an atheist, you have no standing for morality right. at all. You can't say that this is wrong because you don't believe in a God who says it's wrong. Right. And what you do believe is based on a plethora mm. of other people that have informed exactly. your worldview. Exactly. Right? It's not on a standard. Yes. And, and so instead of being informed by the Bible, you're allowing culture, society, different philosophies, mm -hmm. academia. I mean, right. it can come from all those different areas. But I, I think that we should view the world and everything about it through the lens of Scripture. Mm-hmm. That sounds like wow. a podcast we ought to do. <laughs> just saying. I'm like just it. saying. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I was watching a, um, a debate between Christians and atheists one time, and the Christian was up, up given his um, time, and he was um, asking the atheists if they believed that, um, say, natural selection would play in the favor of us eating babies. Say that would be the, the, the way for survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. Would that mean that in our society today, eating babies would be acceptable? Because essentially they were saying that we only believe in morality here today because of natural selection. We don't kill people because we know that that isn't the best way for us to evolve. Yeah. And so essentially they said yes. They said, if eating babies would oh help us to evolve more, then it would be morally acceptable. It's crazy. And we know, everyone knows that that's wrong. Everyone knows. Yeah. And you know why? Because the law is written on our hearts. Right. Well, and, and but they're going, they're going to manipulate that for their own argument, right? Mm -hmm. For their own narrative. That's just like the person says, well, I don't believe in absolute truth. I was like, okay, you're sitting in your living room with your wife and your two children. Some guy walks in with a gun. He's mm -hmm. going to kill your family. You do you do. think that's okay? Yeah. Well, no, that's wrong. Why? Yeah. Because you believe in absolute truth. Right. That it's wrong. Right. You yeah. believe that. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to something in my own life, something that I want to be selfish about, something I feel mm -hmm. like I want for me, then I, it's okay for, to, for me to manipulate those things to make it fit my worldview so that it makes it okay for me. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost ridiculous mm -hmm. the extent that they go to, yeah. to yeah. try to, to try to make it sound like, oh yeah, this is, this would be fine. Here, here's, and maybe this might be crossing the line <laughs> uh, and maybe even getting too political, but, but even like, you know, uh, certain programs that we want to use to, to save animals, certain animals mm -hmm. that are getting close to, if 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 an evolutionist really does believe in survival of the fittest, mm -hmm. then is that not interrupting, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. when you say, let's send some money to save the polar bears, mm -hmm. right? Now, listen, I, I'm not for polar bears being extinct, I'm, but all I'm <laughs> PT saying— PT wants to murder <laughs> all animals. They're going to be outside protesting. <laughs> all I'm saying is, is that why, why would you interrupt the very— a chain of events that you're supporting. Mm -hmm. you're, you're saying it's survival of the fittest. Yeah. Right. You know. What if somebody would have saved the dinosaurs? We'd all be in trouble. Right, wouldn't we? Very true. Very true. <laughs> or, or think about how— Especially if they liked ramen noodles, <laughs> oh, we'd really be no. in trouble. <laughs> or, or think about how, you know, some people say that you, any form of sexual expression is okay as long as it yeah. makes you feel good. Yeah. Well, then you ask them, what about the pedophile? Right, what about children? That children? makes them feel good. Oh, no, 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 we can't have that. Says who? So Yeah, exactly. By what standard? Right, it says like, <laughs> and that's why when it becomes the biblical worldview, when, right. when you ex adopt that, 
then we you have, have a an standard. Answer. Yeah, yes. it's there. We have a solid answer. As long as we go by it. Because I refer right. to your second level there when you said some Christians that seem to maybe borrow from. I call those people unconverted Christians. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they've said, yes, I, I believe in Jesus. I want forgiveness. And I would like to have some fire insurance. That's right. really right, and I just say that unconverted Christians, and I'm going to even go as far as saying that probably one of the worst pieces of advertisement that the church has had for several hundreds of years is unconverted Christians, people that say I believe in Jesus, but then they don't really change, hmm. they don't really repent. They're lukewarm. Yeah, and 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 even Jesus said, He'll "I'd rather spit you, you out. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather you be cold <laughs> yeah. because at least then you'll know that there's a problem." Exactly. Hot, well, that's like what, what Tyler was saying. Yeah. Yeah. If go somebody ahead. is living in that doubt and they know that they're living in despair, right. yeah, they're yeah. going to be more susceptible to that gospel message yeah. of hope rather than somebody who thinks that they're a Christian and yet is living inconsistently with the Christian world. I mean, the biblical world. I know this is just a, it's not even really off topic because you, you went there. Um, <laughs> we have a men's meeting at, at Tri-State Worship Center on Sunday night at six o'clock. Any of you guys want to come, we, we, we would welcome you to come. We're currently studying the book of James and Towards the end of the second chapter, James defines faith, and he has three different kinds of faith. He calls one of them dead faith, right? Mm -hmm. Faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. Then he defines one of them as uh, demonic faith. Even the demons believe Mm -hmm. and tremble. So dead faith is intellectual faith. I just I know about it. Uh, Demonic faith is intellectual and emotional because they believed and they trembled. Mm. But then there's this dynamic faith that he ends with that that talks about us going out and exercising what we really believe, letting it be manifest in what we do. Mm. It's not about what we say that's going to make a difference. It's not about our intentions that's going to make the difference. It's about what we do mm-hmm. that makes a difference. And and I think that that too many too many believers have have settled for one of the other two faiths instead of that dynamic mm, faith that yeah. says, I'm going to go out and, and do something with this. I'm not just going to claim that I know Jesus. I'm going to have a biblical worldview right, right. and go out and change the world and and do something to make a difference instead of just, you know, kind of motoring along in life mm-hmm. and not really yeah. rippling anybody's right, feathers. Right. So It's like we were talking about some Christians claiming to support abortion um, and— when you poke them and when you prod them about it, their um, reasoning is not based on scripture. Their reasoning is always based on worldly cultural influences. And we just need to point out that Christianity in its definition is a worldview and Mm -hmm. we have to live in step with that Mm -hmm. to be genuine Christians. Mm -hmm. You can't be a Christian in name, like you were saying, and not... Let that influence whatever you do. And that's what we've been saying all season long. You cannot divorce your faith from your life, from the the things that you believe in. Well, just like some people, like we said, some people like to borrow from Christianity or from the Bible to help make their point, even though they don't live by it. The opposite or the reverse of that can be true as well. Some believers reach yeah, into culture exactly to, to get exactly. their definition or to get their explanation right. and try to pull that back into, oh. and, it, and it doesn't work. Yeah, it, and it's such a travesty because that's so dumb. Oh, like it's she so used a D dumb. word. <laughs> it's, you have a counterfeit version Absolutely. and you're forsaking yeah. the real deal yeah. for some, some cheap version yeah. of the truth. Yeah. 
And when we have it right in front of us. Yeah, and I think when that happens, I'm glad it went here, but it's a little bit different lane than we were in. And that is when the person does that, when the person who claims to be a Christian reaches back into culture to try to help define or explain something that they believe— I think that is the person that James is talking about mm-hmm. that's double-minded. Yeah, you know, and and that, and I don't think you're, I don't think you can really find a sure foundation in any of your ways when mm-hmm. you do that. For me, again, for me, and I think for the other two people sitting in this room, I can go by a biblical worldview right. and always have the answer. Exactly, it's, and that's so. Um, comforting. Absolutely. We don't be. have to find it, the answer in ourselves yeah. or in some outside force. Yeah. It's clear. Scripture is sufficient and su- scripture is is clear of what we what we need to believe. Yeah. And that is such a gift from God. And I think that let me let me throw one more scripture passage out here that's really my if it's not number one, it's got to be in the top three, and that's Romans twelve one and two. Mm-hmm. And Paul's writing to the to the Christians in Rome, and what he's saying to them, he's saying, I, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord, which is your reasonable worship." But then in that second verse, he said, "No longer conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." Well. You know what we need to wash our minds with? The Word. Word, word of God. <laughs> the Word. Word yeah. of God. Exactly. Plain and simple. Yep. It's it's wonderful. Get the offering plate out. Exactly. Renew <laughs> your noodle. <Yeah>. Your <laughs> noggin. That reminds me of the sponsor for this hour. Top <laughs> ramen. <laughs> Tyler, you had that. You were ready. Oh he had it written down. Word. He's like, I'm going to say this. <laughs> if we did have ads, he would be the voice. He would have to be. He, exactly. Absolutely. He's got it yeah. like such that, that he's that's Wait that radio experience. Are you you're saying I don't have a? I'm just saying good that voice? he he did the intro. And oh, he, he did. Yeah. So, so he's got to do the ad. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> where were we? So, uh, let's say you are uh, speaking with someone um, about one of these worldview issues, like you know your conversation with um, the man on your trip about um, LGBTQ right. issues. Mm-hmm. How would worldview? influence the way that you would go about that conversation? What would be the difference between having a conversation like that with a Christian versus having one with um, a non-Christian? Well, I think, number one, as believers, you know, if you're in a conversation with another believer, we should be able to come together at the point of the Bible. Hmm. Um, you would hope. Yes. And it's unfortunate that it's it's not yeah. the case yeah. uh, too often. Right. And, and I, I'll, I'll kind of hit that here in just a minute. But you know, we should be able to come together, whether we're Pentecostal, whether we're Baptist, Methodist, Nazarenes, we should be able to come together at the Bible. If there's a disagreement, then we surrender to the authority of right. Scripture. I, I do recognize I'm not foolish enough to to turn a blind eye to the simple fact of who gets to decide what that authority you know, who interprets the scripture yeah. when it comes to those certain things like, you know, if you're a Pentecostal believing church and you believe in the current gifting of the Spirit and the mm-hmm. baptism of the Spirit versus someone who says that it seceded when the apostles died. I realize that, that there's there's some areas there that are up for discussion. But right. for the most part, two believers coming together should be able to come together, agree at the point of, of Scripture. But a non-Christian, uh, a worldview versus a biblical worldview, 
has a lot of challenges, to mm-hmm. it. a lot yeah. of challenges. And and let me say before I give you just a few of what those challenges are, is that it's it's okay to take a deep breath and not get worked up because what, what you're going to end up doing is getting frustrated and getting discouraged. And, and instead of reinforcing your argument, you're just going to raise your voice and, and none of that's going to work. Mm. But there are some challenges. And, and one of them is what we talked about already, definition of morality. Mm. Where does that definition come from? That's the challenge of evolutionists. Where did good come from? Uh, you got about, you know, with a non-worldview or non-biblical worldview person that you're talking to, you got the, what about creation? Where did that, where do we come from? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have all these challenges. Where, is there an absolute truth? We all believe in some absolute truth. When I say absolute truth, I'm talking about the absolute truth that's the word of God. Someone else may say they have uh, either don't have an absolute truth or that they have an absolute truth that's different. That's the challenge of trying to come together with a non-biblical worldview mm-hmm. conversation. Because yeah. my view, my answers, my conversation is going to come from that biblical worldview. The guy that I was talking to a couple weeks ago that you mentioned at the end of the conversation, he asked if my son's going to, if my son was homosexual, would he go to heaven? And and I said, well, according to what I know of the Word of God, again, according to what I know right. of the Word of God, no. He, he wouldn't because if he was practicing that lifestyle, uh, my understanding of the Bible is that, that that's a sin. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the guy who – and I don't know – I'm going to tell on myself right here. I, I didn't get to ask him what his worldview mm-hmm. was. I didn't get to that point of the conversation because I was trying to hurry up and get done to, so we could teach this class. <laughs> and, um, and, and so what his response to me was, well, that's your interpretation of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And again, I know that that's kind of that's that's a, a a real delicate situation there because there are a few things that that certain uh, denominations, I'll say, different world not worldviews because they're all biblical worldviews. Just secondary certain, yeah, theological issues. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying they're not important. I'm right. just I just don't they're know. They're secondary. If they're, yeah, they're not. We you when we think talk about like a. The first and foremost issues that would make you a Christian were meaning like the doctrine of the Trinity, the right. deity of Jesus, yeah. um, doctrine of salvation, well, authority of Scripture, things yeah. like that. I, I think that, and and again, I'm getting ahead of myself, which that's kind of what I do. <laughs> that's kind of what I do. Uh, Prote- all Protestant evangelical churches agree on on some basic tenets of faith, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that is God created the world, man fell from grace, Jesus came to rescue us, to die, was buried, resurrected from the grave, ascended to heaven, he's going to come back someday, and he left us this thing called the Bible as an instruction booklet that we're supposed to follow. Every Protestant evangelical church believes those things. But the the, the, the challenge comes is that Nobody wants to talk about the similarities. They just want to start a conversation about our differences. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when we start doing that, war, uh, biblical worldview to biblical worldview, we get distracted, mm-hmm. which is what the enemies tried to do from the beginning. Disunity among the people of God is is the work of hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's funny. Last night at the men's meeting, someone, instead of saying the word hell, they said, you know, H E L L. It's like, listen, if it's it's, it's a place, place, it's okay. You, you can, can say, say it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, I think disunity among biblical worldview people—that that is the work of the enemy. Mm. But uh, when you have those conversations with someone that's a non-biblical worldview person, uh, you you have to 
you almost, I, I want to be careful how I say it because I, I don't want, I don't think we should back off. I don't think we should be shy about it, but I do think we need to earn our way into the conversation. Mm. You know, not just point your finger at somebody and clucking your tongue at somebody, but enter into the conversation and, and then, you know, listen to the Spirit of God as it directs you to help that person begin to see your biblical worldview versus their worldview. Yeah. But the, the challenges are there. Like you said, the, the deity of Christ, the Trinity, creation, you know, afterlife. That's that's usually where I uh, start uh, when I say to somebody, okay, what's your spiritual journey? Where are you at on your mm-hmm. spiritual journey? You're, do you have church background? No church. But at, at some point early in the conversation, I, I will ask the question, well, what do you think happens after this life? Mm-hmm. You know, do you do, are we just going back to the earth or do you think there's something more? Right, because you know? I think when you're in a conversation with a non-Christian, it's those issues and the issue of, you know, the basic biblical worldview that you want to focus in on. It's And that's why Christians from all different denominations can link arms in issues like abortion and issues like homosexuality. I wish we would. We, we, we should. I wish we and would. And we can because it, it's issues like those that are directly that directly stem from the biblical worldview. I agree with you. I agree but with you. I think when you're in conversation with non-Christians, it's really important, like you said, um, uh, uh, when, you, when you said you have to earn it, earn your way into the conversation. In my view, that would mean... Just making it clear that you love the person, yeah, that you yeah. respect them, that they're made in the image of God, and you want them to see the truth yeah. because of your love for them. Yeah. And help help them see the inconsistencies in their worldview because they're lost without the truth. I, I, I get I get the uh, fact that, that some people have found success in, you know, the, the Turner Burn mentality, you lie, you fry mentality, you know, just... Just really rush, and that's fine if, if that's how God has crafted you to to have that conversation. I, I've never been that way. I, I grew up in a legalistic Pentecostal church, you know, that that unfortunately too often I think they scared people to the altar rather than drew people to the altar. And so that's where, that's kind of where I maybe am, am overly sensitive is that I, I just want to talk to you. I don't, I'm not here to judge. It's not my place to judge. It's God's place to judge. Now, I can tell you what I think the Bible says about certain things and, and, and how God's going to judge those things, but I just want to have a conversation with you. Let's get a cup of coffee. Uh, let, let's go get a hamburger. Uh, <laughs> or a bologna sandwich. Or bologna, which, or ramen noodles. Ramen noodles. Speaking Brought- of ramen noodles, <laughs> it'll be like, how many times can we get, can right. we get in our sponsor yes, right. in an episode and then and they'll, they'll give us more money? If they'll pay us $1,000 every time we mention exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. We just yeah. got to sneak it in there. I think we could do it. Well, I don't even think I mean, we need to sneak good. it in we there, get $1,000 every time. I'll be saying it all the time. Yeah. Ramen noodles, ramen yeah, noodles. Ramen as we're talking, the title's going to be in the background. Ramen. 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 <laughs> and suddenly I'm like, I'm hungry. <laughs> What happened? I'm hungry. Subliminal message. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but I think it. I think we the, part of the problem, Allison, is is that mm-hmm. uh, the biblical worldview person is afraid to get in the conversation with the non-biblical mm-hmm. worldview person because we are unarmed. Yes, we very are, good. We are ill-equipped. Very, very good. Ill-equipped to have we the conversation. We need to be ready with scripture, yeah. with confidence yeah. in our worldview yeah. to go and have those debates yeah. because. We we did an episode on apologetics mm-hmm. and the importance of it. And scripture says that we need to be ready to give a defense right. for what we believe yes. at any time. And that is 
very an integral part of evangelism, I think, is just having those conversations about truth and about reason and morality. And that is how we can get in and have those conversations with people and open up, open up their hearts and, and um, help them to see the gospel for what it is. Right, but you have to be armed to do that. Exactly. You have to, you have to exactly. And, and it goes to my simple definition of discipleship, which is knowing what you believe, living what you believe, and be able to pass on what you believe. Mm-hmm. That's discipleship right there. But you can't live it and you can't pass it on until you know it. Yeah. And, and the only way you're going to know it is to apply yourself to know it. And, and and be in a Bible believing church that has discipleship as a as a core of who they are, yeah. for us to be able to know what we believe. I think that you know I'm doing this Wednesday night sexuality class, and and I think a big reason why biblical worldview people don't go out and and talk about the sexual issues is because they don't know anything don't about know, it. Yeah, they haven't informed themselves. God did not create sexuality, and say whoops. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, that was a mistake. You know, that's no. And so we've got to know what God's plan is. What is God? What does God have to say about this? And then we have to know it, live it, be able to pass it on. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, I think that was that was pretty good, PT. Well, thank you very much. There, I really Allison. enjoyed that episode. Do you have anything else to say on this? No, I, 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 I would just cap it with, and this is to all people with biblical worldview. Hmm. One of the things that I think breaks God's heart is when we cannot come together with biblical worldviews and and make a difference because we're too concerned about whether you have open communion or closed communion. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was reading about the, the great schism of 1054, 1056, whatever it was. And one of the issues was what kind of bread they were using for communion. Only I Heiners. Thought, I thought, Heiners. <laughs> Heiners, is that how they say it here? Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Only Heiners bread for... <laughs> and our sponsor for today is... <laughs> well, okay, well, good talking to y'all. <laughs> that's, no, but I, that's one of those things where your opinion, you, where you put an opinion yeah, in... Beliefs and convictions. Conviction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, let me just put a shameless plug in for Larry and Stacy Medcalf, who attend our church and have a little ministry called The God Factor. And their whole purpose is to bring unity into the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me how difficult that is. It is amazing to me how hard it is to sit down with someone else with a biblical worldview, just like you have a biblical worldview, but you cannot talk to them about let's get together. I, I um, it's just I, I for my for the entirety of ministry for me, that's been a, a hot button for me. It's let's get together. We're yeah. we're a lot better together. Let's link up arms. Listen, there's enough people to go around, but there is such a sense of of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Amongst the body of Christ that, you know, well, I can't be involved in that because you'll take my people, you know, or they'll like you more than they like me. And, and that has nothing to do with anything. It's about people of a biblical worldview coming together to try to make a difference in the kingdom, uh, trying to make a difference in the world. Amen. And, and when we can't do that, the enemy wins. Hmm. The enemy wins. And so those of us that have a biblical worldview, let's focus more on just joining together. Yeah. To make a difference, rather than trying to point out all of the the, the differences that we have in our in our churches, yeah, and sharpening one another to, to yeah. further sanctification and, yeah. and further knowledge in the truth. Yeah, um, yeah, very good, guys. Very good. Thank you all so much for joining Thank us. Thank you. 
Thank you. And don't forget to eat ramen noodles for for lunch tomorrow. (laughs) And Heiner's bread. And Heiner's. (laughs) Side Heiner's. (laughs) And Quaker Oats. Don't forget Quaker Oats. And Little Bites. And Little Bites. What else else we got around here? (laughs) Uh, But uh, there's a good way to wrap up the season, I think. Uh, We will be having our lightning round next week. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Email your questions Please. to twagner977 at gmail.com. Please. Need to do a Facebook post about yes, that. Yes, yes. I will make a Facebook post uh, reminding you guys Very to good. send your questions in. Send, send them your in. questions and we'll be here to answer. Thank you all so much. See you later. Next time.